Hey guys, if you're interested in checking out a video version of the show, please visit the Low Key Geek channel on YouTube. There you can not only catch the video version of the podcast, but you can also check out my other projects and short form video that I produce. You can find a link in the description. Otherwise, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, everybody? You got myself, Renee, Loki Geek here, and you got the wolf, Blake Wolf. Welcome to a special edition of Movie Time. Time. This is a special Oscar ballot edition where you're going to watch us fill our Oscar ballot sheets for this weekend's show. Uh, Something that Blake and I have been doing for the past, what would you say now, four or five years? Yeah, five years. We've done the we've done our little Oscar watch party together a couple years now, and every yeah. time we go through it, you know, I'm a nerd for this thing. I'll often have three ballots: the ones who I think will win, the ones who I think should win, and the ones who I want to win, like my own little personal favorites. I've been doing that since I was a kid, and then shortly after you and I met and realized that we had uh, had this stuff in common, we we were able to geek out together. No, definitely. And it definitely worked like when we were working together because we were the ones spearheading the Oscar pool, right, for the office. Yeah. So so that was a lot I of fun. But yeah. I think think the very last time I played with you in the office, I won, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but it's a lot of fun. If you guys want to join in with us, I will leave a link in the description of this episode where you can download your own Oscar ballot. Fill it out, see how it compares to ours, and then come this Sunday, let's see who comes up on top. So, uh, without... oh yeah, go we're, ahead. We're, we're talking about the the, the office pool. The, my biggest complaint because you did win that year. Technically, yes, you definitely yeah. won. It was the year prior that I had gotten every single category correct except the like the the short film stuff, which I don't even I don't right. even know if I did that year. But I was so proud. I was so cocky. And I was like, oh. Hello, your name your name is Renee. My name is Blake. And I am someone who last year got everything correct on my bracket. And I came in so cocky. <laughs> uh, and then on the office pool, and I just I completely uh, bombed that year. So you never know with these things. Um, I'm excited to get into it with you. I'm, I'm kind of going with my gut this year. That's That's been one of my best strategies. Nice. Yeah, that's usually what I do. Uh, except when it comes to like the smaller categories that I have sure. no idea about, like short film or documentary short or whatever like i don't have a chance to ever watch any of those so whatever buzz or chatter i see online that's usually what i go with um i think it was last year when i just guessed on one of them and i got it right (laughs) and i've done all the reading and the experts and listen to podcasts uh, the the betting odds and everything, and you got that category. That was a, a big bummer for me. This yeah. year, I've seen almost every single movie. The shorts, I'm still. My plan is to watch those. Um, they have them online or in the, in the theaters here in New York. Um, and then there's one international. Uh, no, sorry, one documentary and one international. I haven't seen. I've seen every other movie, just like mostly by coincidence of of watching so many movies last year Mm -hmm. that i checked and i think coda was the only one i hadn't seen when they were released from the best pictures and then uh, we got to watch a few together animated um the last couple weeks so uh i feel like i have a good like i know these movies really well but then there's the thing where 
You can do all the research in the world. And I kind of sublimate that. Like I'll, I'll get it in the back of my head when I'm making a gut decision. It's never mm -hmm. really just off the top. Um, right. But I think that's funner too, rather than just going pure chalk. What does Vegas say? Because there's always right. upsets. And, oh, and if yeah. someone is filling out with us at home, they could just look that stuff up online. I'd rather have, have um, my own little take on it. And I've got, I've got a few that we might get, we might be able to get into. Oh, no, for sure. Yeah, definitely. So like I said, like if you want to join in on the fun, download this sheet yourself, fill it out at home. It will be in the description of this episode. And as always, if you like what we're doing and you're having fun watching what we're doing, hit that like, smash it, tickle it, punch it in the face, you know, and make yeah, sure to subscribe to the channel. Boom, pal. Boom, yeah. pow. That's exactly what you're supposed to do there. So we went through the major categories this past week and a half. You could find all of those episodes not only on YouTube, but on uh, podcast format as well. Just look for Loki Geek on both platforms and you'll be able to enjoy those episodes. So let us get down to it, my friend. So, so I'm ready. Up I'm pulling up the sheet here. So, Blake, we're going to start off with you here. So, we our first category, we're going to work our way um, through the right column first, all the way to the left, and then we'll save best picture for last. So, production design, you have Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. So, Blake, what say you? I personally think that if someone wants to go smart money, they would go Dune. My gut is saying Nightmare Alley, so that's what I'm putting mm -hmm. on my ballot. They created the the whole um, carnival fair, uh, that whole world for this movie. Guillermo mm -hmm. del Toro gets snubbed in Best Director, so my gut is saying that's that. This is where that movie is going to get some love early on. Nice, nice. Um, I too share the same sentiment. Um, I think when I when you look at production design, you can't help but think of Nightmare Alley um, because of just how amazing um, the set designs were there. Um, but I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go with Dune on this one. Um, I'm going to go against my gut on this one. For some reason, I feel like that is the one that's going to run away with this category. I think Dune is definitely going to win a lot of these type of categories. Um, yeah. and that's going to be like their recognition of the movie. I have it with a bunch of the other ones. And I think this category is a good while, while we're starting off. A lot of them this year are very much a toss-up, or there's a good argument mm -hmm. for not just one or two, but three, four, some of them five, all five nominees having a shot. Some right. some years it feels very much more predictable, or like, okay, it'll be this one or this one, depending on how the Academy's feeling. And if you mm -hmm. see this movie win this award, it'll definitely win Best Picture. That doesn't feel like this year, a lot, of, with a, right. especially with a lot of these lower um, categories. And so I'm sticking with, with Nightmare Alley. I could see West Side Story or Power of the Dog winning this one as well, but and mm -hmm. I, you might, I might switch any of these between now and Sunday officially for for your and I's ballots. But I'm going on the record right now and saying that my gut says Nightmare Alley. I'm sticking to it. All right, so Blake is locked in at Nightmare Alley, and I'm locked in with Dune. Cool. Uh, next category is animated short film. So we have Affairs of the Art, Bestia, Box Ballet. Robin Robin and the windshield wiper. So full disclosure, I have not seen any of these. 
So I am going simply off of the chatter I've been seeing online, and that's going to be Robin Robin. Robin Robin, and it's on Netflix. That helps with a lot of these. It's just their visibility. We saw that with the winners last year. Just mark me down for Robin Robin, and I'm happy to to keep it Bob and Bobbin. Moving on. Bob and Bobbin, that's <laughs> right. Rock and Robin. Uh, <laughs> nice. All right, cool. So we are both locked in at Robin Robin. Next, we have live action short film. So we have A La Cachu, The Dress, The Long Goodbye, On My Mind, and Please Hold. Blake, take it away. I'm going with the short film, The Long Goodbye. Riz Ahmed uh, is on there. Actually, this is one that I did see when he was doing his album release, which this movie was oh. associated with that album release. Very powerful, very well done, very effective. Last year, he's nominated for seven medal. Um, this year, he's um, he's helped produce Flea. I think that he has enough goodwill, and this movie's high enough quality. I heard mm-hmm. people arguing about which ones might win. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go with that factor, which we talked about um, last week. That for these short films, sometimes the celebrity factor just is, is there a name attached to it that people want to go with because that can help. Even if it's not going to be the only decider, it can help make the difference by swaying some voters and going, oh, I know that guy. I like that guy. I wanted him, you know, I want to see him win. So I'm going to long goodbye there. Nice. Okay. And, and just a heads up, Blake, I think your audio is like getting a little choppy. So I just wanted to give you a heads up there. Um, but uh, I agree with you, not because I know anything about the movie, but it's nice to hear that Riz Ahmed is associated with this one. But it's again, I'm going just simply off of the chatter that I see online, and a lot of people are indeed talking about the long good pie. So much so, and now hearing you talk about it, now I want to see it. So that's something I definitely want to check out myself. So I too am locking in on the long goodbye. Cool. All right. Next category. We got... Sound issues. I don't know if, if I'm coming through now, but we're, we're talking about sound. Yes, we are talking about sound now. And in this category, we have Belfast, Dune, No Time to Die, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. So for me, the one thing that I've always been saying when we were doing our you know, review of the movies that were nominated and some of the movies that we saw last year, uh, the one thing I always said was Dune is one of those cinematic experiences to watch on the big screen because of the visual effects, but mainly also because of the sound. I thought the sound design and everything was just so well done. So my uh, pick for this one is definitely going to be Dune. Uh, you and I are on the same page. i switch it. This is another one of those I'm going through. I would say No Time to Die and Power of the Dog. Those would be surprises here. Um, mm-hmm. Belfast, there's this scene where um, his mom makes him return the product that he had um, taken oh, yeah. during the, the, the looting. That is one of those scenes that I think that they will see them play on Oscar night. Just And that's one of those. And then for West Side Story... If they had sound editing and sound mixing, I think West Side Story probably gets in for sound mixing. That's a perfect candidate for that category. But now that they've combined it as just sound, I think you're right. I think we have to go with Dune, which we'll get to more with uh, with music and score stuff later. But um, mm-hmm. for now, I'm going to go ahead and say, especially with some of these toss-ups, I went with, uh, with Dune on uh, quite a few of them. Nice. Cool. So we're locking in at Dune for sound. So... Next category, we got visual effects. So we have Dune again, Free Guy, 
No Time to Die, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and Spider-Man No Way Home, the only category that had Spider-Man <laughs> nominated. So we'll take it. We'll start off with you there, Blake. What do you think? Um, I'm going to go Dune again, and then I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll let you give feedback. I this is like the blockbuster category, right? Uh, yeah. This is the one where if you like having fun at the movies, then the, you've probably seen these. I had a great time at every single one of these. Um, mm-hmm. I'm curious, especially with the, with what you're talking about last, uh, last week with uh, Spider-Man and it should be, should it be a best picture nomination? I'm curious your thoughts here, but overall, I think this, I'm, I'm still going to stick with Dune. It feels like Dune is the biggest money maker that the Oscars are also taking seriously in that it, where it's a best picture nominee. And I think that mm-hmm. is, if you were to just do that math, I don't know how many times that would line up in the last 10, 20 years, but I feel like that's often the winner when it, especially when it comes to visual effects. Um, but yeah. there's, there's, there's outliers. And I'm, I'm curious your thoughts. And I also, I'm curious what you think is the actual best one here, not just mm-hmm. who you think will win, especially this category. Yeah, no, definitely. So like in this category, um, yeah, I made the argument in our episode when we talk about uh, best film, best picture, um, that Spider-Man No Way Home probably deserves to be included in the nominees only because of the accomplishment it had last year being this mega box office winner and, you know, bringing people back to cinema, uh, having that cinematic experience that everyone really enjoyed. Um, However, what I will say, though, is when you compare it to visual effects to Dune or maybe even like a Shang-Chi, I don't think the special effects or the visual effects um, were anything different than what you would see for Shang-Chi. It's very that typical Marvel superhero type of visual effects that you kind of expect to see with these type of movies. Um, But I don't I don't see it as something that is like outstanding, like like, wow, you know, like it's creating such a cinematic visual, you know, uh, you know, uh, experience when you're watching it on the big screen. Um, Free Guy, you just it just looked like they were always filming in front of green screen. You know, so there was a lot of green screen yeah. usage throughout that movie. So I don't necessarily like go for those when it, when it comes to these type of categories. No Time to Die had some great visual effects and it looked somewhat practical, right? Uh, but I think like the the one that really blew me away was again Dune. Just the way how it felt like you were on those planets. You felt like you were experiencing those weather conditions that they were going through. Um, even during like the big battle scenes, you know, the the way that they uh, and again basing it off of the Lynch movie, how they did the the shield on the armor, like was so much better and so like um, something I've never seen on screen before with the vibrations and and everything like that. Um, and it also created a lot of great tense moments, you know, like when um, the scene when he was uh, in the bedroom and the, the little uh, needle bug came through and how, you know, he had to be still and hide behind a hologram and all that. Like that in itself, the visual effects for that particular scene was just really, really well done. So, you know, again, my love for Spider-Man is, you know, still there. But I think as far as visual effects, I would have to give it to Dune. That, that, that makes sense to me. I think you're right about the green screen that that even if it's... Um so spectacular where I, I don't know maybe we'll regret this 30 years from now like this, this sentiment <laughs> but 
because I'm sure movies 30 years ago felt just as real, but like we're getting pretty seamless where it's hard to tell the difference, like what, what is and isn't real. And then sometimes even in very real movies, they're using a lot of visual effects in those too. Um, just for things that you were like, why would you have to use a visual effect for that? Just to make it look exactly how they want it to. I think, I think we're both on the same page for a reason for Dune here. Yeah, no, definitely. Cool. Uh, Next one is adapted screenplay, and this is going to be an interesting one. So we have uh, Coda, Drive My Car, Dune, The Lost Daughter, and The Power of the Dog. So when I looked at this category, obviously there's a lot of great selections here. You know, we talked a lot about Drive My Car and how much I really love that uh, movie. Uh, I spoke a lot about my love for Coda, and I think we both share the same sentiments when it comes to The Lost Daughter. Um, so those three were always like the top for me. Um, however, the way I looked at this, and I'm also basing it off of what other categories we have left, if Coda does not win Best uh, Best Picture, then I think at least it should deserve to win Adapted Screenplay, in my opinion, because I also do think Drive My Car will win a major award that we'll get to later. So my choice here would be Coda. You and I have the same thing, interestingly enough. I actually, I'm not sure that that's the smart money. I think that Power of the Dog, I almost want to say Lost Daughter, just with like those Mm -hmm. two, the, the literature that they're based off of, um, I almost some other people have made arguments that even Dune, because it was such a difficult one to adapt, that it's mm-hmm. like the most difficult adaptation. Um, and then there's the question of like the actual source text. And with Drive My Car, you're talking about Haruki Murakami, and with Lost Daughter, right. Power of the Dog, you're also talking about mm-hmm. books that people had read before and respected mm-hmm. before, um, and then that were adapted. So, I, but with all of that said, you might have some some factor where those are canceling each other out or where. For Dune, they're not necessarily looking at, at it as a highly literary movie. Um, mm. I think that Coda wins. A lot of times you'll see a movie win here that's just the best story that people felt, that, that made them feel the best. It was a, a effective storytelling. Um, and in that case, it's hard to go wrong with, with Coda. Um, and I, I also agree. I think a lot of people will want to pick it in other categories. They're not going to pick it in that category. And so they're going to say, well, let me give it some love at Adapted Screenplay. Um, so even though the betting odds aren't giving it to Coda right now, I'm going to go ahead and say Coda is the smartest choice anyway. Nice. So we are both locked in at Coda. Um, next is Original Screenplay, another interesting category here. So we got Belfast, Don't Look Up, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, and The Worst Person in the World. So Blake, what say you in this one? Yeah, I want to pass, but I obviously can't. So I won't get, <laughs> won't get credit. I listened to some experts talking about this one. I looked at the betting odds. I read up on different takes and what the when they have the sample ballots come out. This one is feels almost impossible for me. I literally switched it to different category to to different options every single like every single one of these. At some point, I moved a little X on there. Um, Licorice Pizza because it's Paul Thomas Sanderson and oftentimes you'll get like that's kind of the Quentin Tarantino award sometimes for screenplay if they're not going to be director um, Belfast had that same feel good thing that, that Coda did um, I, I, I'm i not going to go down each one I hate this pick I don't think it should or my, I don't even think it will win I'm, but uh-huh. I'm putting Don't Look Up because I think the other ones will split those votes for various reasons 
And I think at the end of the day, Don't Look Up is unique and original. They might want to mm-hmm. give it to Adam McKay. It had a strong enough base where some people really loved it, even though a lot of people didn't like it. Um, I think it's one of those like secret favorites for enough people. And mm-hmm. all the other ones might split those votes. So I think it's a strong base of people who enjoyed it will give that one the win. I don't feel good about that one. And no one can make me feel bad if I get it wrong. Yeah, I'm I'm actually because again I know how much of uh, Paul Thomas Anderson guy you are. I'm surprised you're not going with licorice pizza in this one. Um, but okay. I, I mean I I get it because you know you you're it. This is a tough one to 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 choose because there's a lot of like great interesting um, arguments you could have on as to why each one would be the the most popular one, the most popular selection, and all that. Um, the way I looked at it, again, I think I just compared it to a lot of what's going on and what's happening in the other categories. We hear a lot of people talking about Belfast for so long now. You know, yeah. like people, some of them think this is the best picture of last year, you know, and, you know, a lot of people are, are really praising uh, Kenneth Branagh for directing and all that stuff like that. I personally don't think they're winning any of those categories. But if, like, again, I'm thinking as a voter, I may give Belfast this category because this is kind of like my nod to the movie that this is your accomplishment for the year because you're not winning any other category aside from this. So my my choice will be Belfast in this one. Yeah, there's the whole thing where you can fill out your Oscars ballot based on if these things are happening in these other categories and this will happen here. Um, I'm on each one. I, I because I, I've tried that before, but then there's times where then I get all of them wrong. And so I'm kind of just like <laughs> playing the field more literally where I'm I'm zooming in on each one. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's the possibility that um, I, and yeah, if, if we're talking about my favorite, Licorice Pizza is probably my favorite. It's my favorite movie of these. I um, My initial gut, though, said worst person in the world. I don't think mm-hmm. that's going to get love in international. Um over with drive my car being right there but it's going to be the mm-hmm. second choice I, I that was my initial instinct but then I, everything i read online was like no that's the dumbest thing um, but when i saw it at, at the festival I was, that to me was the most impressive thing about it i honestly think that might be the most deserving win uh mm-hmm. that licorice pizza is my favorite i think belfast might be the smartest money and yet at the end of the day i'm still locking me in for don't look up all right locked in don't look up for blake and belfast for me cool so let's work our way back up here to the middle column. And now we're going to be talking about documentary feature. So we have Ascension, Attica, Flea, Summer of Soul, and Riding with Fire. So I only, on in this particular category, I've only seen two. I've seen Flea and Summer of Soul. Um, Summer of Soul, I actually just watched this past week for the first time. Um, and... I think if you were to ask me earlier in the week who I think will win this category, I would have given it to Flea, hands down. Mm. Then I saw Summer of Soul, and I was like, now I understand why people are loving this film since it came out last summer, right? Um, It it was just well put together. It's one of those feel-good type of documentaries. Again, someone who is from New York, it's great that there was something like this of significance that happened in New York that nobody talked about. 
and it's it's amazing that you know all this footage were, was just basically in someone's basement for all of these years until just recently when it finally was unearthed and I loved how they incorporated a lot of the some of the attendees and how they were just reminiscing about the concert as they're watching the footage and all the different artists that were involved in it um, so I totally understand now why people are in love with this uh, feature, and that's going to be my selection for documentary. I'm glad you said that because my understanding was that momentum was going that way because that had been the favorite for so long until mm -hmm. Flea dropped. But then people had been the favorite for so long, people were still sticking with Summer of Soul. That's interesting. It was the opposite for you, where you saw Flea first and then Summer of Soul and switched. Um, that actually. I might want to change mine when I think about that fact. Um, but I'm going with Flea right here. Partially, nice. there's the fact that Summer of Soul was longer ago. You're definitely right about um, there. Because one aspect of, of, of Summer of Soul is the, the celebrity aspect, which we talked about earlier with Riz Ahmed for Flea. But I think Questlove might win that competition if you just did the who, you know, Questlove's in people's living rooms four or five nights a week on TV mm -hmm. and everyone knows him. He's the most lovable dude. Um, so that would make me think Summer of Soul. And th this is a category I saw um, all of them except Writing with Fire. They're not dropping that on PBS until the day after the Oscars. Uh -huh. PBS, get your shit together. What are you doing? Please yeah. just like let us watch that now. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to win. If it did, then that would be perfect timing. Otherwise, um, that, that's a bummer. So uh, otherwise, I saw all the rest of them. My issue with um, Attica and Summer of Solar, they're both more traditional Talking Heads documentaries, which don't preclude mm -hmm. it from this category. Um, I don't like that aspect. If when you see that we're going to a more international voting body who prefer mm -hmm. movies that are more cinematic. Mm -hmm. If this was five years ago, I think I would go with Summer of Soul, even though um, I still think that maybe Flea would be more um have have that aspect to it i'm sticking with flea right now i think because of the more international voting body because summer of soul is a very american movie um right. and because it's less cinematic in that way it is so special i remember having an amazing time at the theater um i think that that i'm not mad at all if summer of soul wins that was a special movie i see why people are so hyped about it my gut says this is one of those where the, the newer voting body might surprise us. And like we talked about with other categories, if people say, well, I want to vote for Flea here or there, but I'm not going to, then if it is a close second, then that might push it over the edge here. Personally, my favorite was Ascension. Um, I think that one's worth a watch. It's on uh, Amazon Prime, uh, or I think it's, it's on Paramount. Um, beautiful, beautiful movie. Uh, I thought it was going to be more of that talking head style, like international diplomacy, the America Chinese business relations thing. And no, it was basically a camera showing workers in China. And it was kind of like that. Uh, it felt Terrence Malicky at times, like it's slow motion uh, at times and like beautiful, but very human moments. There'd be like workers and they're just pulling giant sheets of fabric and with roses on them. And like, it was, it was very cinematic, very beautiful. Um, and there is no commentary at all. There's not, mm -hmm. it's not much of an issues movie, really. It's just showing this is what it's like in China now. And it's showing work in China. Um, it was very interesting. So cinematically, it, that tickled my little, like, uh, my brain that likes abstract and more experimental movies. Mm -hmm. 
that said, there's no way that's going to win. I, I couldn't fathom it. I'm going to stick with Flea here uh, for, for the reasons I said. Nice. Okay. So that's Flea for Blake and Summer of Soul for me. For the week of March 21st, I'm participating with other creators on YouTube to help raise awareness of the level of humanitarian crisis happening in Ukraine. One million displaced Ukrainian children urgently need your help. We are teaming up with UNICEF who will be providing humanitarian aid to these children in need. If you have the means, please visit creatorsforpeace.com and hit that donation button to donate what you can. Any amount will go a very long way. Appreciate your consideration and kindness. Thanks for watching. So next category, we have documentary short subject. Here we have Audible, Lead Me Home, The Queen of Basketball, Three Songs for Benazir, and When We Were Bullies. Uh, so I haven't seen any of these, but Blake, you are on the clock. So what say you? Oh, um, I know. I, I wish I could pass on this one. There's actually somebody who does. They just <laughs> go, I don't fill those out. I don't count it. And they just do their score based on the percentage they got right of the other ones. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and just put the queen of basketball down. Earlier, I'd heard other people saying Audible, um, and then I listened to a couple experts today say Queen of Basketball, and so that's the most recent thing I heard. I'm sticking with mm -hmm. that for now. I might do a little more reading on it, but you can drive yourself crazy with these smaller categories. So just lock me in for Queen of Basketball. I'll, I'm fine with that. Yeah. And, and, you know, if we were doing like the point system, these are always like only worth like the one point. Right. But right. it's also funny, too, because like if this was like an office pool situation, usually those one point categories are the ones that kind of like True. either put you on the edge or put you under. Right. So it, it, it's really, really interesting um, for myself. Again, going off of the buzz and chatter i see online everyone's talking from what i've seen about the queen of basketball so that is what okay. i'm going to be selecting in this category uh cool so next we got film editing so we have don't look up dune king richard the power of the dog and tick tick boom so in this particular category um I'm not mad at any of these uh, selections here. Uh, when I think of editing, you know, this is one of those um, categories where I wish we would have seen a movie like French Dispatch or, you know, even maybe even Nightmare Alley. You know, I thought the editing in those movies were like really, really well done. Um, so it is kind of interesting to see, um, you know, how these movies were kind of selected, right? Um, my my choices here were were always going to be bet, uh, between Dune and King Richard. Um, King Richard, because I think if it wasn't for the editing, it wouldn't have had the same type of heart and payoff at the end. You know, especially when you're going from the very beginnings up until like um, you know, the the big tournament win at the end there, and and it kind of builds on that whole like. Um, sense of empowerment and feel good and everything like that. Dune again, you you mix that in with visual effects, and you know that's what made the movie like the really nice timely editing there. So, um, I actually flipped a coin on this one, <laughs> and actual I, coin. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, like before we went, we started recording. I was like, <laughs> all right, which one's gonna be? And I'm going with Dune. I'm going with Dune in this category. So. I should have flipped a coin. I gave myself a migraine headache this morning just by stress <laughs> over this one with so much consternation and clinching. And I, this is another one um, like sound where I just 
switched it on to my ex on different ones and like thought through mm-hmm. it some more, listened to some things, read some things. Um, I, I may have psyched myself out so bad that I went with Tick Tick Boom. Um, because okay. I Tick Tick checked that that Xbox <laughs> ref, that mark next to it. Uh, as a tennis fan, that I haven't seen tennis editing done that well. Sports editing mm-hmm. is particularly tough. That was really special. Uh, I'm agree yeah. with you there on King Richard. And then there's all we were talking about earlier with like, and actually right now the ballot I'm looking at says Dune, but I'm switching it for the, for us on this video. Okay. Um, there's a possibility that uh, Don't Look Up has the same trajectory here I was talking about earlier with it being, I think I honestly, I, so I'm going to say Tick Tick Boom has enough favorites. It didn't get enough love in other categories that people will put it here. And just only on the politics of Oscar voting where others split votes more and this has a bunch of people who really loved it and they're going to want to give it some love and this might be the one it goes with. The amount of times that a movie has one in film editing without being a nominee for best picture. Uh, I think it's happened once in the last 10, 15 years. Um, I, this is a terrible, terrible selection by me. I psyched myself out, but if I'm right, I'm going to dance just, just like oh. Andrew Garfield did all throughout tick, tick, boom. It makes sense to me just through that logic, but it's a pretty narrow, narrow odds. All of them though are, are tough on mm-hmm. this, this, this list. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and you know what? And if you do, pull off this win in this category you deserve every moment of dancing around just like andrew garfield uh i will i will do my best to be your second hand uh on that one and be like a background dancer um cool now we got international feature film this is going to be one of my favorite categories here because you got a lot of great choices here so you have drive my car flee the hand of god Lunana, a yak in the classroom, and the worst person in the world. So, Blake, what say you? Um, I saw all of these except Lunana. I missed it in theaters, and then and now it's not um it's not coming back to New York before the Oscars. It looks like um I may you can actually see there's the Call Me by Your Name poster over here. It's from from Elio's bedroom in Call Me by Your Name. I want to say Hand of God. That that's a big favorite of mine, and I wish it had gotten more love elsewhere. I'm going to drive my car here. Uh, I think that when your best picture nominee and your favorite here, I psyched myself out a couple of years ago where I think it was, was it civil war and parasite were the same year there was, there was, or maybe it was Roma, but um, there was one where I was thinking this, this one will win best picture. This other one international movie will win international film. And I'm not doing that this year. I'm saying whatever the smartest money is for best picture should also be the smartest money for international feature mm-hmm. film. I don't think enough people are saying because I'm voting for it here, I'll vote for this other one there. That's a narrative people set, use to try to explain picks or why something a fluke happened. That mm-hmm. to me seems like such a fluke. I can't imagine someone really voting that way and not based on what they think deserves to win, especially yeah. when you can see oh, now the one that I really wanted to win didn't win because enough people did what I did. That, that to me, doesn't make sense for enough voters for, for to push anything other than Flea as the winner here. So lock me in for Flea. Oh, so you're going Flea? Flea. I'm going Flea. flea. I'm not there like myself go. out here. Yeah. Nice. All right. So for myself... Um... Wait, I said Flea. I meant drive my car. No, do not. Yeah. Okay. I, I switched <laughs> my head for a second there. That's how much time I've spent in this ballot. 
I'm in Drive My Car. Yes. Drive My because Car. Because it's in okay. Best Picture nominee. Yeah. <laughs> I said all of Got that. It. I didn't just go, fuck it, Lunana. I know. Uh, this was, this was <laughs> like, Flea? You're going with Flea? All right. Well, you know, that was a great speech leading leading up to your sudden change. It's all that said after years of fighting myself. Yeah, no, after, uh, Drive yeah. My Car. <laughs> after all of that, I am choosing Space Jam 2. <laughs> the international version. <laughs> oh man. Um so yeah, so for me I think it's it's pretty much along the same thought process as you. Um when Drive My Car was was announced, not only international film nominee, but then director and then best picture, I was just like what's happening? Yeah. Like this is like the yeah. best thing ever, right? Um, but knowing how stacked the best picture category is and, you know, directing is kind of a lock right now, I think, in my opinion, Drive My Car, their best bet to win any award this this evening, that evening is going to be international feature film. Um, I think leading into the end of last year, a lot of people were talking about The Worst Person in the World as like one of their favorite international films that came out. But then... Yeah the narrative changed because drive my car just took over that conversation just yep. out of nowhere. So even, and I loved flea too. You and I, we talked about it at length in our other episode, like flea is such a great movie that was really well done and well put together. But again, drive my car blew my, blew my mind last year. And I, I cannot help, but think like this is the one that's going to take this category. So that's going to be my yep. selection there. Yep. Yep. Cool. So next we got makeup and hairstyling. So we have Coming to America, uh, Cruella, Dune, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, and House of Gucci. Now, the, like I mentioned before, the biggest snub here is <laughs> Dear Evan Hansen. I don't know why <laughs> Dear Evan Hansen was not nominated in this category because that would have been the sure winner, 100%, because that dude looked just like a high schooler really did <laughs> um yeah i'm actually surprised coming to america was selected for this because i thought people forgot about that movie because that was such a train wreck of a movie for me um, really when I, I yeah i'm choosing it here because i i was gonna put it best picture but then i thought there's no way like people will want to give it best picture but they're gonna put it in makeup and hairstyling instead because it got right. sent for best picture Right, 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 right. Yeah. No, I, and I get it, you know, because, you know, if, if anything makes good comedy is rape, right? So um, that's just my take on the whole thing. And if you watch Coming to America, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I watched um, it. Oh, okay. I must have. Wow. All right. You know, the, the whole thing about, like, he, you know, like, he was taken advantage of in the apartment, and that's how... That's where got, the sun comes from. I saw that movie, right, yeah. in, I think, we're over a year ago now. And it's a long yeah. time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Goodness gracious. I'm glad that I'm glad that uh, coming to America is getting some love that I'm glad they made it. I'm glad they tried it. I'm, I'm glad tried. it's here. I yeah. kind of forgot that that existed. Okay. Yeah. No, they tried. It's yours. So I think uh, originally I was going to select uh, House of Gucci in this in this category. <clears throat> then I finally watched the eyes of Tammy Faye this week. Uh, and my god the yeah. the way that they got 
the hair and the makeup and how they got Jessica Chastain to look just like Tammy Faye and the constant uh, changes throughout the decades and how she was evolving into this, you know, caricature of a person because of like her hairstyle and her makeup and everything like that. They did such a brilliant job. Um, and I, I think after seeing that movie, I was like, there's no way I couldn't go with that movie for this category because I think that's what made the movie. You had to believe that this was her. And they really made me believe it. So I'm going with Eyes of Tammy Faye in this one. Yeah, when I left that movie, I said Jessica Chastain needs a nomination for Best Actress. We'll get to that later. And that, that mm -hmm. movie is going to have to be a favorite. I, I almost locked it in, at, well, leaving that the theater. And that was at, what, fall? Um, late summer, fall uh, last year. Mm -hmm. I wanted to say House of Gucci, the fact that it had gotten snubbed elsewhere, that it has a lot of people who loved it, and it was a fashion-based movie. But I also heard a lot of people who were disappointed in the fashion of the movie, that it wasn't enough of a va-va-voom fashion mm -hmm. movie. And then there's also Cruella, which is another fashion-based movie, and I think that was one of its strongest points, was the whole mm -hmm. fashion storyline for Cruella. But I don't think enough people are taking that movie seriously in, mm -hmm. in that way. If we want the movie people are taking the most seriously, Dune isn't a terrible choice here. But I also am going with Eyes of Tammy Faye. When I start to psych myself out is when I think about if this was most makeup and hairstyling, it would win. And sometimes that's kind of what this, this category can become. It mm -hmm. used to be if it was a period piece from 1800s England, if it's a Jane Austen adaptation, then you're going to see it here and it'll win. And sometimes you have three or four of those in this category. Um, I'm glad that they've they've gotten away from, from that um, with makeup, hairstyling, and, and costume design, at least to, to some degree. We still get to see Cyrano in the list this year, and I think that's the only reason why it's nominated uh, in costume design. But um, I'm still going to say um, uh, Eyes of Tammy Faye here. It's I think some people might knock it saying the makeup is bad, but they did a good job of doing a woman who put on bad makeup accurately. Exactly. If exactly. someone didn't know that that was a real person, then they might go, that was yeah. the worst makeup I've ever seen. And then you do the side-by-side -side images. It was well done. I didn't like um, Andrew Garfield's aging in that movie. I'm not, no, I'm not sure what you thought, but yeah. that one threw me. And every time I saw Andrew Garfield, especially older, so that's another reason why I might knock this one. And I'm currently psyching myself out. I, I want to switch to the House of Gucci. I might between now and Sunday. Um, but otherwise, yeah, if we just go off the Tammy Faye part of Eyes of Tammy Faye and the even the eyes of Tammy Faye, the makeup on the eyes alone. I'm gonna go ahead and stick with that one for now. Yeah, no, I I'm right there with you. Like the the Andrew Garfield aging just looked like him just putting a little extra makeup and a wig on. Like, they do like the, the lines on the cheeks to make right. It look like it's they're... like someone just <laughs> outlined stuff on his face, <laughs> like and that Halloween was it. Costume. Yeah, yeah. It, it it looked really bad. But I'm if you just base it off of Jessica Chastain. Like, that was the moneymaker right there. That was the one that sold me on this one. So let's see. Let's see what happens. Uh, I'm switching um, to House of Gucci right now. Put me down for <laughs> House of Gucci. I'm sorry if you already marked it down. Yeah, all right. Just, I'll switch it over. Already. All right. Ugh. Yeah, when so, I think back on the Andrew Garfield one, it's 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 like it's an SNL skit version of just they really quickly. <laughs> he goes, all right, you, gotta, you get me for 20 minutes, and then I got to go shoot a cameo for an upcoming Marvel movie that I'm not allowed to right. mention. Right. <laughs> right, right. That's so true. Yeah. Um, all right. So Blake is locked in at House Gucci, and I'm sticking to Isaac uh, Tammy Face. So oh, let's see I what happens. Good. 
Please move on. <laughs> so next we got original score. Uh, here we have Don't Look Up, Dune, Encanto, Parallel Mothers, and The Power of the Dog. So Blake, what say you in this one? Parallel Mothers might be the best score. Um, I am someone who loves Radiohead, and so I might want to say Power of the Dog. And Johnny Greenwood also had Spencer, which might be the better score of the two. Um, yeah. I, I I wouldn't be mad about those. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say Dune is the smart choice here. The one fact alone I think steals it for a lot of people, and it has to include voters, is that Hans Zimmer was creating musical instruments in order to create those alien sounds of Dune. Yeah. Plus the fact that Hans Zimmer is a much beloved and long beloved uh, character, maybe of especially living composers, maybe number two to John Williams uh, mm -hmm. right now, as far as credibility in, in that game uh, for film composers. So I'm going to go and say Dune. I'm, I'm putting that down. Nice. Yeah, I'm doing the same because, again, Hans Zimmer, you, you never discount Hans Zimmer anytime he's nominated for anything. Uh, yep. He is like a, a pioneer in this in this uh, industry now. Um is he second best maybe to um, John Williams? Maybe I would consider that to be the case because he's taken over a lot of the fantasy sci-fi type of movies and creating his own sounds and his own voice in it. So uh, I just fell in love with the score as soon as I heard it. And yeah, Dune is definitely the, the number one choice for me here. Uh, cool. Now we're going to go to original song. So we have Be Alive from King Richard. Dos Aruguitas from Encanto, Down to Joy from Belfast, No Time to Die from No Time to Die, and Somehow You Do from Four Good Days. So this category, I, I it was a toss-up for me because one, you have Lin-Manuel Miranda who's, you know, going for that EGOT, right? So this could be his chance to solidify that, right? And everyone is in love with Encanto these days. Uh, it's always on repeat in family homes and whatever have you. And then some can argue be alive because it's Beyonce, right? And, you know, she, uh, Queen Bay, you know. But for me, no. and I, I could be wrong, what? but if, my, if memory serves me right, Every time a James Bond song has been nominated, it won this category. That cannot be right. What? I, I think wow. so. In, I in think Billie so. Eilish, the Billie Eilish of it all. I like that. Okay. I think so. So oh. I could be wrong. Correct me in the comments if I am wrong. But I, I feel like that was always going to be the huge contender. So I'm going with Billie Eilish, No Time to Die in this category. Fascinating. I love that you're doing that. I actually, I know some people are shitting on it. I like the Billie Eilish of it all. I'm a sucker for anything Billie Eilish does. That that whole sound and feel is great. The Beyonce is also, I think she wins outright in the popness of it all. If you were to just put mm -hmm. those two head to head, that's not close. I think we get we go with Encanto for Lin Manuel Miranda. I'm going with the smart money on that one. Not only is it Lin Manuel Miranda, he. Uh, did a lot for Hollywood in a tough year yeah. this last year mm -hmm. um, between Tick, Tick, Boom, Encanto, and In the Heights. Um, all three musicals. And so I think there might even just be the credit of give that one to Lin-Manuel Miranda, who even on just like the Hamilton of it all, there was, mm -hmm. there were so many different versions where they're like, how do we give this guy an award? And and we saw that, I think it was with, uh, with Adele when... Uh, she has her album. They're like, okay, the Grammys are going to give her the awards. Can the Tonys, how, does she get a live performance recording somewhere? 
Um, and then that was on TV. So we're going to give her an Emmy. Like every now and then you'll just see someone get coronated in this way. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. This, this is a good chance for him to win the Oscar. Plus, you just have everyone's kids are going to be singing at them while they're filling out their ballots and putting that on repeat. So unless there's just some real uh, backlash to them being burned out on it, I think that it's going to I think that one's going to win. And I, I'm definitely going to double check this this Bond statistics. That would be amazing <laughs> if they're all nominated. I, I don't know. It's it's such a because they always get great singer songwriters of that moment to do it. Yeah. There's a exactly. lot of amazing Bond music. I actually listened through a whole playlist of, of Bond themes the other day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is another banger song for song. It's a great, great playlist. Yeah. And, and, and especially when you have like a Bond movie that comes out every four or five years, it doesn't come out that often, maybe even longer than that. Um, I, I feel like they pay so much attention to the theme song for that movie or whatever major song it is that you only hear at the very beginning when they're playing the opening credits because that's such a Bond staple nowadays, right? So uh, that was just my, my gut feeling on it. Um, I would agree with you if the song that chose was We Don't Talk About Bruno. If it was that song, then I think that would have run away with this category for me. But uh, I went with what I went with. So we'll see. Um, All right. Now we're going to, you know what? Let's skip on to costume design here. Uh, So we'll save some of the bigger categories uh, uh, towards the end here. So for costume design, we have... If I can, just to to preempt the comments. I'm so sorry, Renee. So we've got a few Bonds that are nominated and we've got a few that win. And it's definitely Mm. not down the line because there's been, what, 23, 24 of them? That's just going to be an an amazing, amazing world to live in. But um, before anybody comments, I'm going to go and say, Renee, I have your back no matter what. People, I dare you to pop (laughs) off in the comments. (laughs) I, that's, I feel like that's something that I heard at some point in my life, too. And I'm really mad that I looked it up because that's the world I want to live in is where every Bond song just hands down wins wins the Oscar. You know, it, it could be another situation like Bernstein Bears or Bernstein Bears, right? So maybe right. this is maybe just it did, thought, maybe it did right? Maybe it did happen. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Hey, guys, I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. But before we continue, I wanted to quickly talk about Bulletproof Coffee. Bulletproof coffee is my favorite coffee of choice to start off my mornings with. Why? Because it's clean coffee. What does that mean? Well, one, there are no chemicals in it. Why? Because they go through this multi-step process of making sure that all of their beans are fully clean and free of any chemicals so that when you get the beans delivered to you, it is the pure beans, the pure coffee, the goodness that you've been wanting, the taste, the flavor, and the nutritional value as well without worrying about any added chemicals or anything else put into the mix there. Um, it also doesn't have that weird acidic taste that some coffees give you. I don't know how about you, but for me, some coffees kind of give me that weird sensation in my stomach, makes me a little burpy, and it kind of drags me down a little bit instead of really waking me up, uh, which is something that I need for my coffee every day. Bulletproof also offers a lot of keto-friendly snacks and supplements, anything that you need to kind of add to your everyday nutritional needs, add to your diet, and make you and pretty much transforms the way you feel uh, every day. So uh, for a limited time, if you use this code on that you see on the screen right now, LOWKEYGEEK, all caps, one word, you can get 15% off your order. So what what is it better than that, right? Check out the link in the description of this episode. Use this code, get yourself your discount, and make your mornings a little bit more bulletproof with Bulletproof Coffee. Now, 
back to the episode. Um, cool. So let's kick into costume design. So we have Cruella, Cyrano, Dune, Nightmare Alley, and West Side Story. So I believe I go now. So I think what you were referring to as far as makeup and hairstyling, especially mentioning Cruella, I think Cruella is a perfect fit for this particular category because that's basically what the movie was about. It was about the fashion. It was about um, the glitz and the glamour or the the uniqueness of it all. And I do feel like that's what the, where that's really where that movie stood out. Um, I never I haven't seen Cyrano because again it's just hard to to find a showing of it. Dune. Even though the costumes fit for the, with the movie, it's not something that's like outstanding, right? Nightmare Alley, it really did fit the era of the period that they were trying to tell the story in. But again, it didn't really like, you know, take me back or it didn't really like, like scream at me like, wow, this is fantastic. West Side Story, again, same situation, you know, it, it fit the period and everything like that. But I, my choice here, because of just how unique everything was within the movie, mm-hmm. I, is Cru- Cruella. Yeah, and you're right. Earlier, I was thinking of, of costume design more, even more especially for Cruella. And this is the kind of category where we'll see a movie that's more niche, that doesn't have a lot of other uh, awards, that, where that, that the voters will still go with that movie. Mm-hmm. I'm, I actually, that was the only box I apparently hadn't checked on this one. I looked, I go, oh no, now I have to make a quick split decision. Um, so I'm not going to do my full neuroses live here. Um, I'm going to go and knock off Cyrano and Dune. Nightmare Alley, I want to say that that's what I would choose for it. Um, mm-hmm. The And especially seeing Bradley Cooper's character go from up-and-coming dude at the carnival to Mr. Uh, Bowties. And, and the, it, basically, there's so many different worlds that it's inhabiting, and they nail the costumes for those. And then at the yeah. end, when he does this pure fall from grace, uh, and he's back to that carny outfit. Um, and having both sides of that is pretty impressive. I want to say West Side Story. I'm especially thinking of the dance number when you actually have like they're color coded. The costumes are. Yeah. That's a very special moment. You've got the the jets in the blues and the grays and the beiges um, and the browns and then um, the sharks with they're, they're more colorful and the, the reds, uh, pinks, oranges, things like that. Like those, those are some touches there. It's a period piece which helps that one a lot. Um, um, Cruella is as well, and it's a fashion-based movie. There's the Vivian Westwood of it all. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Cruella. Put me down for Cruella. I might, I'm gonna stay up. I'm not gonna sleep for the next couple of nights thinking about this category alone. <laughs> um, apparently, I skipped it before. Put me in for Cruella. I think that's that's a smart choice. It feels right. And I remember when I left that movie. That was the feeling I had. Was that was really cool. And the best thing about it was was that aspect, fashion yeah. being essential to it too. That feels right. Mm-hmm. Cool. So we are both locked in at Cruella. So next is cinematography. So here we have Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. So Blake, what goes you? Um, I'm going to go ahead and just say Power of the Dog here. I think we're at an elite category, and that is one of the things that that movie does best. I think if it's winning Best Director, Best Picture, it makes sense there. Um, mm-hmm. In a world where it doesn't win one of those, um, that this might look more foolish. But I think I'm going Power of the Dog here. Um, I personally might go with uh, Tragedy of Macbeth. Um, this this might be a good place to give Steven Spielberg some love for his amazing cinematography and West Side Story. I've, mm-hmm. Some people loved that about of West Side Story. This might be a good place to for Guillermo del Toro's Nightmare Alley to get some good love. 
Dune could I could see any of these. Um, I might switch it over to West Side Story between now and Sunday, but for now I'm going with Power of the Dog. That feels like the smartest choice with it having so many nominations, and then especially with director, picture, um, and editing. That I think that that would be the, the right choice there. Okay, cool. Uh, for myself, um, it yeah, this was like a toss up between three. So basically. Nightmare Alley, I, I can't speak enough about that movie. I think the the great thing about that movie is the cinematography. Uh, Tragedy of Macbeth, I thought the cinematography there was outstanding. Um, talk about like a modern art type of film. Like that is just a, a beautiful just to watch, even though you may not understand the dialogue or you may not understand a lot that's going on. If you're not a fan of Shakespeare and everything like that, you know, if anything, you will appreciate how the movie was made and and filmed and framed uh, the cinematography of it all. Uh, but I'm like you. I think The Power of the Dog will take this one because, again, the cinematography was actually well done in this movie. Um, and I think it's really what helped me like the movie uh, on top of like the brilliant acting. Um, because if you were just to look at the story alone, it's not that huge of a story. It's not like really that big, but it's because yeah. of the visuals as far as cinematography goes and the brilliant acting. I think that's really what made the movie so powerful in its way. So I'm going with Power of the Dog on this one. Cool. I love it. All right. We are now at animated feature film. So this is the this is the one where I think, or you and I think, this is going to be a hotly contested uh, category right here. So we have Encanto, Flea, Luca, The Mitchells versus the Machines, Raya, and The Last Dragon. So we talked about this category in our episode. You know, I think there was a lot of things to be said about Encanto, Flea, and The Mitchells. Um, I said it in that episode that I think for me, The Mitchells is the one that's going to win this category. And I have not changed my mind. So I am sticking to The Mitchells on this one. Even though I know Encanto is right now the current forerunner for this mm -hmm. category. But I don't know. It, it, it won the animation awards recently. So they could be onto something. I don't know. But this is just my gut feeling because out of everything that I watched, I think the Mitchells stood out as far as animated, you know, animation achievement uh, of last year. Yeah, if you're thinking of an animated achievement, I think that you're totally right. I do think it's the best one. It winning those Annies. I said this because we had our other episode about this animated feature film category. I think that Annies might be. This is just my hunch. They might be rewarding that it was more innovative than Encanto. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of the day, that might be why it did so well. But it did so damn well there that people would have to take it seriously. Um, I'm an idiot. I, I double psyched myself out here. I went with Flea because I... <laughs> nice. There's no, there's no way, right? All the money says it goes Encanto and then the Mitchells. And then everything else after that, <laughs> I didn't see one expert picking Flea. I'm picking Flea right here, right now. If that wins, I'm going to do a dance from Encanto. Um, <laughs> I, the, the, the logic to me is just some of the stuff we talked about earlier. Yeah, but people want to vote for it elsewhere. They're not going to vote for it there. They vote for it here. Mm -hmm. And then if Mitchell's and Encanto split enough people who want that family favorite animated movie and if there's enough people in this new international voting body who aren't favoring that style of animation mm -hmm. i 
I I'm sticking with Flea. If it's right, I will feel like a, a genius. I will tweet about it. I will call my grandma and let her know I got that one right because it is definitely not the smart choice. But I'm sticking with Flea right now. It's what my gut says. Dude, okay. I love it. I, I love it. Go 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 with it, man. Go with it because I I agree with you because if you were to judge it based just off of story alone, Flea. Yeah hands down is the best story out of all of these you know it's a true story uh it's it's very emotional very very you know heart-wrenching throughout um and and at the end even though with it with all that being said it still provide a little hope right and and give you like that good closing at the end um but yeah i i love i love that choice so you're locked in at flea it was a unique enough animated style, um, and I think Mitchells could get that 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 rep too. But the storytelling, and then the the taking the live action and turning it into animated, mm-hmm. there was something cool about that. I don't. Sure. It's interesting to me that so many of these categories, like the 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 niche pick, well, like I think that overall, if you ask people what was your actual favorite movie to watch, I can't imagine the majority of voters not saying Flea was what they thought the best movie was, and yet mm-hmm. so often they'll. I feel like they'll go with uh, the Encantos and the Mitchells. So we'll see. Um, you definitely get to, you, I, I am saying it now that I will be wrong, but I'm still sticking with my choice. Nice. No, I love it. I love it. All right. Next we got actress in a supporting role. So we have Jesse Buckley for the lost daughter, Ariana DeBose for West side story, Judy Dench, uh, Blake's favorite nominee here for <laughs> Belfast. Oh. Kirsten Dunst for The Power of the Dog and Anjanu Ellis for King Richard. So, Blake, what say you? Judy Dench, right? Judy Dench, more like Judy Stench. Oh! <sighs> Mad about that one still. So, there's like 20 people who should have uh, gotten in there, listened to our supporting actor and actress episode to talk, hear our snubs, hear my snubs rant. Um, I This was a tough one for me. I... Think I think I even said Anjanu Ellis that episode. I'm switching to Ariana DeBose right now. Um, that, uh, or I could even be talking to Kirsten Dunst. I think Jesse Buckley might be the deserved winner. I'm sitting with Ariana DeBose right now. It probably helps that I rewatched West Side Story last night, and that's oh, the only reason. And if I were to rewatch King Richard tonight, then it will probably be Anjanu Ellis. But put me in for Ariana DeBose on this list. Nice. I think you and I uh, have the same thing here because I, I too am going with Ariana DeBose. That's what I said in our episode where we talked about this. Uh, yes, Jesse Buckley was fantastic, but I think she's going to have another opportunity uh, yeah. because uh, for sure. And uh, Kirsten Dunst, again, I love comeback stories and I love you know seeing her kind of just resurface in a very, very great role there. Anjanu, she is also very much of the heart in that movie with Will Smith. Uh, and like what you said, you said it better than I did, without her, that movie could not have worked any better than it did. Uh, if you just had Will Smith there on his own, so I, I do agree with that. But I think Ariana, it was just so strong in her in her role in her performance in West Side Story. She's the one that's been sweeping up like everywhere you go, especially in this award season. So I'm sticking to Ariana with this one. Yeah, I, I think that that makes sense. I think especially if we're we'll get to Will Smith in a little bit, but mm-hmm. uh, that one will keep me up a little bit uh, between now and then. <laughs> but yeah, put me up, put me put it down. Nice. 
So next, we have actress in a leading role. So we have Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Colman for The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman for the AMC short that you see at the beginning of every movie. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm reading this wrong. Being the Ricardos. Sorry, no, <laughs> that's right. Uh, and Kristen Stewart for Spencer. Um, I've been saying it for a long time now. This was Kristen Stewart's category. I loved her portrayal of Princess Di. Up until I watched the eyes of Tammy Faye. Okay. Then I saw Jessica Chastain's performance. And I was like, fuck me. I have to change my mind now. And her performance and portrayal of Tammy Faye all throughout that movie is just phenomenal. Um, at, at times, I forgot I was even watching Jessica Chastain in certain scenes. Uh, again, I am not as familiar uh, with Tammy Faye as you would, like, just like what you told in uh, what you spoke about in the episode where we talked about this. But I did follow the, the news in, at the time, and I know she was on TV a lot, and it brought back a lot of these memories of when I would see her on TV. <laughs> um, I just think her performance was outstanding in this in in that movie so i have officially changed my mind and my uh selection and i'm putting jessica chastain for this category i want to watch the chastain cut of eyes of tammy faye where they just get rid of the whole andrew garfield mess and then it's definitely winning makeup and hairstyling and actress in a leading role it's interesting this abc ballot goes actor leading actress supporting and then actor actress leading actress actress supporting um besides the point um, that's that's the official one from the Oscars, though. I'm going with Jessica Chastain as well. Um, I Tammy Faye was my grandmother. I don't know if everyone knows that. I've talked about it a lot. <laughs> okay, that's a lie. But um, I'm, I'm I'm from Oklahoma. This person was like a well known. This even just this type of person. Um, there was a question I had. Uh, we were talking about it before that if the if a more international voting body would care as much about this very American persona. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say Jessica Chastain here. I, I'm surprised you w- would have had Kristen Stewart as your number one. I think that might be my favorite. I'm a, I'm a K-Stew head, first of all, since Twilight movies, I'll defend her. I would love to argue with somebody in the comments right here, right now, about whether or not Kristen Stewart is a good actress. I had that argument at work a couple of years ago, and that person did not talk to me for about a week afterward. Uh, the break room was tense. They were saying she's not a good actress. I said she was a good actress. They said, no, she's not. And I said, yes, she is. And I, and I gave, I've got reasons to believe it. I think this was a breakout performance for her, for sure. 100%, and then there was yeah. the scares where by the end, she had gotten snubbed. She was a favorite for a long time, gotten snubbed in so many other awards. People thought she wouldn't even make it to the Oscar nominations. Um, it's hard to rule out Olivia Coleman ever. Um, if Olivia Coleman looked in the mirror, it might win her a Best Actress award. Nicole Kidman's opening for every single movie I've seen <laughs> as an A-list member. I've seen her in more films this year than anybody else. She had a great 2021. Whoever booked her that role, brilliant. Give give that agent an extra 10%. Put, put me down for uh, Jessica Chastain, though. Eyes of Tammy Faye. That was a special performance, and she's won enough of the precursor awards that I think yeah. I think it makes sense. I mean, again, you're right. Uh, kudos to her agent, Nicole Kidman, because I think that's what landed her this nomination is the fact that you could not get away from her 
every time you went to an AMC showing yeah. of anything. Plus, she was also on TV with whatever show she was doing at the time. I mean, she you could not escape her no matter what. So she's definitely working hard. But no, I, I think you and I were in locked for Jessica Chastain. And that's not a bad choice right there. Um, Nicole Kidman makes movies better. Better. And yeah. even Heartbreak well, feels good with a face like this. Oh, and, I, and I, love, like <laughs> I, lo- I, I love how, you know, depending on what showing you see, she's watching a different movie that's catered to that showing. I love how they switch uh, that out. I don't know if you ever noticed thank that. You for, thank you for clarifying. Okay. Yeah, I started watching Lost World. I was like, there's no way Nicole Kidman is watching Lost World. And she's watching Nicole Kidman movies for sure in her <laughs> private theater. She's not putting on Lost World. That's not happening. She's, she's only watching uh, Eyes Wide Shut. Um, all right we got actor in a supporting role so we have kieran hines for belfast troy kotzer for coda jesse plemons for the power of the dog jk simmons for being the ricardos and scotty cody smith mcphee for power of the dog so blake what say you we did it in our uh, um supporting actor and actress um, episode put me down for Troy Cotts or go to that episode watch the whole thing for the reasons why um, we went over each each one of these lots of thoughts here but I'm, I'm definitely sick with Troy Cotts or no, definitely no need to change it now I think that's the smartest choice nice and put me down for the same same selection because again like we mentioned in that episode phenomenal phenomenal performance and if coda again it's going back to the whole coda thing if coda was to win one category it would have to be this because of that brilliant performance from troy there um not taking anything away from all the other selections here um but yeah troy was i'll take something away from jk simmons J.K. Simmons okay. doesn't deserve to be here. Right, I'll take someone from Kieran yeah. Hines. Um, but fair, no, you're, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Very fair. All right. Me, he was the front runner for so, so long. For and so then, long. So long. And then Troy Kotzer's winning yeah. the, the other awards, giving great speeches um, mm-hmm. for, for a ton of reasons. I think that that's, that's, that makes the most sense and is the best performance. You know, don't definitely. And it's like what we mentioned uh, several times before. It's it's amazing how the conversation changes when more awareness for something else comes about. Right. Because, again, Cody Smith was like the darling. They were talking about him endlessly. And yeah. then the conversation switched. Right. When Coda was being spread out even more and more. So, uh, yeah, definitely uh, Troy there for the win. Um, actor in a leading role. So here we have Javier Bardem for being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield for Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, tick, tick, boom. Uh, (laughs) Will Smith for King Richard, Denzel Washington for The Tragedy of Macbeth. So uh, I think the, the big two here is obviously Benedict Cumberbatch and Will Smith. Um, as you may have seen in some of the comments from the episode that we're talking about this, everyone is vying for Will Smith to win. And so am I. So that is my selection for this category. What I want to happen is for Denzel to win, to run up to the stage and say, King Richard ain't got shit on me. Like a speech from training day, but that's not what's going to happen. It's got, it's got to be. 
it's got to be Anthony Hopkins, hands down for sure. With what we know about this voting body, that's right. Um, yeah. We know what they like and what they don't like. They like, uh, you know, more traditional classic performances from established. Like, just use all the coded language you want. They, 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 they love old white men. I, for that reason, I want to say Benedict Cumberbatch. After last year's bullshit, <laughs> come at me again in the comments. <laughs> I dare you. Let's talk about it. I, I, I'm, I'm so mad. Such a bad taste in my mouth. Um, I, I obviously am not boycotting the Oscars, but that was as close as I've ever been. I'm not going Anthony Hopkins here. I'm going Will Smith. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. If it's not, then we can revisit that conversation because I will, I won't be okay. I'll be calling out of work for at least a week and then just like throwing up uh, for a f- five straight days. There's no way that it's anything but Will Smith, right? Right, Renee? Right, that's what you I put, mean, right? I put, uh, you and I, we're, we're, we're on the same sword right here. We're dying on the same yeah. sword. So if all of a sudden we hear them announce Javier Bardem, then we know there's something weird going on or, or something like that, you know. But I think one of the main reasons why I also want Will Smith to win is because if he ever gets nominated again, then I, I really want him to say to everyone, I'm going to get me to the X2. Is that back? I'm sorry, I don't know the reference. In King Richard, remember, it's like, you got the next oh, Michael Jordan. Yeah, I got through the next two. So I really want him to say that. I didn't even hear Will Smith's voice with that. You're right. He did. He, okay. Your, your impression of Will Smith deserves its own awards. <laughs> Will Smith's impression of Richard Williams. We talked about it before, him doing the hair and the voice. And yeah. Just doing all that. He... I think it's it's more than the like the vanity performance of something like mm. the, the when he does Ali. I think that this one deserves it. This this has to be his winner. Um, yeah, got to be. Um, I don't trust the voters. I'm I'm, I'm still saying Will Smith. I'm just yeah. Uh, with the Charlie Brown in the football, there's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let me take another kick at it. I'm going to definitely say Will Smith for sure. Nice. All right. We got two more to go. These are the big two right here. So next is directing. So we have Belfast, Drive My Car, Licorice Pizza, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Blake, you're on the clock. Power of the Dog the, feels the most surefire thing, especially the the higher categories. Put me down for Power of the Dog. No need to. No need to overthink it. Right. Right. No, a hundred percent. I got. I also got power of the dog. Uh, this is Jane Campion. Uh, this is her win. Uh, I think, you know, despite some of the more recent, you know, flubs as far as Twitter, uh, you know, spreads and what she's been saying and certain things, uh, we already talked about and covered in our previous episode. I think that's not going to deter any of the voters from voting. Um, I again, if if the power of the dog was really going to get the big accomp- like nod for the movie it is, it has to be directing. Um, and I think this is her. This is her category to win right here this is the most like sort of like uh nfl coach statistics like this is the most white man's game in it's so bad with the directing category Mm -hmm. i think that the voters know that i think that this year it's it makes so much sense i'm gonna go and say it right now put me in jail for inciting a riot because if like let's just say steven spielberg wins uh (laughs) they should burn down the theater 
and 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 also okay i'm not going to actually suggest that that would be i it's one of those weird things like it'd be hard to be surprised with just the history of of the oscars it's got to mm. be jane campion it has to be yeah i i think they're going to save 82 times <laughs> that's yeah. on me sure but i still got to go jane campion it makes too much sense yeah, I, I think they're going to award Spielberg his last Oscar when he finally directs his own biopic. Uh, that's going to be his crowning achievement award. Uh, so I, I think that's coming for sure. So they're going to let him go on this one and give it to Campion for sure. Um, so we're here. We're at the final category. The one, the big money maker right here <laughs> is Best Picture. Uh, so Best Picture we have... Belfast, Coda, Space Jam 2. Oh, no, sorry, I'm reading this wrong. <laughs> Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, that was my own little scribble. Oh uh, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Uh, so, yeah, so in our previous episode, we talked about each of these nominees, uh, some good things to say, some, you know, questionable uh, choices here. I, I think it's to be said again how in my perfect world, drive my car will run away with this category. Let's have another parasite situation. Let's spread the love and awareness of Japanese cinema. I think that uh, will be fantastic. Um, Nightmare Alley, well-deserved of a nomination here. Uh, again, a brilliant movie that not a lot of people have seen yet. And I think more and more people should see for sure. But um, even though The Power of the Dog is the one that's been getting a lot of the big uh, mentions and uh, a lot of talk and, and exposure within the award circuit, I think just based off recent history and recent ceremonies and where the landscape has slowly shifted to, I'm going to throw my, my hat in the ring and say Coda is going to win Best Picture uh, at this year's Oscars. Did you just say what I think you said? What? You, you said, said Coda? I said Coda. You're going Coda. You're going I'm Coda. Going Coda. I'm going Coda. And we're doing scored we're doing scored ballots or ranked ballots where you'll get you'll lose more points for putting Coda. Is that is that correct? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Because it's gonna lose. Okay. Uh, Bring it. Bring now, it. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, all right, hear, hear me out. Yeah, Coda, I feel like it's the second choice. I feel like there's a lot of momentum building for Coda. It feels like false momentum to me. Somebody was talking about um, the different awards here. And basically, with when you have ranked choice voting, and then the first one to get nominated, their votes go elsewhere. And so they were really trying okay. to figure out, what's the first one to get knocked out? And then where do those votes go? And then the next one to get knocked out. So I think Coda might get the second most, be in the most, uh, in the second slot in the most ballots. I don't think that the 10, 9, 8, 7, all those other, I don't think that those are going to Coda before they go to Power of the Dog. I think mm -hmm. that whenever Coda isn't someone's second cho choice, I think it'll, it'll it, they would go Power of the Dog then next, especially when we're looking at the movies that are probably going to get locked out. And those are the more traditional cinematic films somebody the person who was also going through this said that coda was directed like a tv movie of the week and just oh, wow. the most basic ass like like it, there was nothing 
special about it in the directing, the artistry of it. The story was phenomenal, and it's going to be mm. the like the crowd pleaser in that way. It, for family movie night, it might be the best picture winner. It definitely shouldn't be a few of these other ones. Um, I've also similarly heard in that same like we often will see movies winning that are just the the least offensive and the mm-hmm. biggest crowd pleaser. So like Belfast might win in that way too, but Belfast more like Bell slow. I'm going power of the dog, baby. Uh, definitely you're the power of the dog now man Uh, that's right definitely give it to the power of the dog in my opinion that feels it feels smart it feels safe it feels correct it feels like it's going to be the most have the most number one spots on people's ballots and get the most back up to people who don't have it in their number one spot Mm -hmm. I'm, I think that when you do have Coda and Belfast, who are both in that second and third choice, those might be splitting for each other just because of the kind of movies that they are. I can't keep thinking about it. I got to go Power of the Dog. All right. So locked in, Blake, Power of the Dog, myself, Coda. That's right. I ain't changing it. That's wow. my, That's what I'm going wow. with. So, it, so there you have it. There you, you have right. it. Those are our official ballot choices for this year's Oscars. Again, would love to see what you guys think. If you fill out your own ballots, feel free to share it with us. Uh, If you think in any of these categories, we are completely nuts. If you think I'm nuts for choosing CODA, come at me. You think Blake is nuts for choosing Flea for animated feature film. <laughs> Go Get at him. You know, let's, let's talk be. about it. I might agree with you. <laughs> you can talk me out of it very, very easily. But all of my picks are 100% correct and I'm standing by them right now. Watch me get a perfect ballot. This is... There you this go. Again, let's go. Let's go. It's going to be exciting. Uh, and again, we, we love this time of year. This is our Super Bowl, so we are going to have a lot of fun. Uh, and stay tuned to the channel for more stuff coming. Uh, if you are not sick and tired of us talking about the Oscars just yet, one more final episode to come, and that could very well be our live reaction and commentary to the live broadcast. Stay tuned to the channel and stay tuned to our social media so that you can see updates for that when it comes around down the line so Blake any last thoughts uh, feelings about this the, the the show itself what are you looking forward to what have you the Oscars have never disappointed me before they've always been a perfect production and I always have a good time and never so um, this is definitely my Super Bowl it's also the most stressful day of the year I might go bow tie uh, bow tie this year nice. and wear formal wear um, we'll see um, I'm excited. We're gonna have our little Oscars party. I'm already picking out snacks. Um, I booked it. I'm excited for this year's Oscars. I'm not excited for the host situation. I'm not, not excited either. for the conversation yeah. about before, during, and after the Oscars. I'm definitely not excited that they pushed a handful of the, some really important awards to before the live broadcast. I understand that they're gonna put video of them during the broadcast, and they'll be tweeting them out, something like that. There's so many things about it that I'm not excited about. Uh, I don't stand by this voting body, this TV show, none of it. But I love, love, love movies. And even though they might not always get it right, I this is my award show. This is the one that I most attune to every single year. 
I, it's been so fun having these conversations with you. I might not yeah, be same. able to do a live broadcast if I lock myself in the closet and cry after some of the early awards are announced or depending on how the hosting goes. It should be fun. These are these are funny. I'm excited to see the hosts. I'm excited to see what they do. You never know what to expect. Anything could happen, folks. Um, it's it's probably going to be a fiery shit show, and I can't can't fucking wait for it. I'm I'm hyped. Um, Look me up on Letterboxd, Blake Wolf, S-S-N, B-L-A-K-E-W-O-L-F-S-S-N. That's where to find me. I'm trying to get, trying to get more people on that app. Uh, it's the best movies app possible. Um, otherwise, let us know. I'm, I am curious. Um, put it in the comments, viewers, if you, which, how, what you, how you did with this, year's, uh, with this year's ballot. If your phone is out at home... I'm so upset because that year that I had the perfect ballot, I didn't have anyone to brag to. There was, it wasn't <laughs> part of an office pool or anything like that. Throw it in the comments. Let us know the upsets. Let us know. Um, I, I'm, I'm excited. As, as much uh, agita as it gives me, this is the best day of the year. I'm hyped. Yeah. And, and as you can see, he is stressed out because I know him and I know for a fact he is rethinking at least five of his categories. All of them. Every single one. OK, well, all of them. But uh, again, we go through this every year. So I know the whole spiel. I know how it goes down. If Blake ends up in the closet or in the bathroom, I'll just interview him through the door. I don't care. We'll figure it out. We'll have fun. But yes, definitely let us know how your picks turned out. Uh, We'll definitely talk about our results and how everything turns out in a future episode or what have you. But you can follow Loki Geek on social through all the links that you see in the description of this episode and what you see on screen. And we will talk to all of you very soon. So until then, stay cool, stay classy, stay safe. Enjoy the Oscars and we'll see you next time. Bye.